0: Thank you for joining us for Woke Moments, a conversation on issues and hot topics impacting young generations. My name is Janet Kelly, and I am the Executive Director of Sanctuary of Hope, as well as your host. So now let's jump into a moment of awakening. Woke Moments! Thank you all. I want to welcome you to our first Woke Moments podcast for the 2022 year. This month, the month of January, is National Mentoring Month. And it's a great opportunity for us to talk about how we can uplift, inspire, and uh, address issues that BIPOC young women um, encounter and face. I am so um, full of gratitude to have a great, phenomenal cast of people who are going to share and dig in deep with us into the conversation about mentorship and the role that it plays to, um, again, not only uplift our young people, especially those who find themselves in a crisis, but how it's a valuable tool that all of us can partake in, whether as a mentor or being a mentee on, um, on the other side. And so I would like to welcome my guests that I have here today. I'm gonna call on you each individually for you to do a brief introduction of yourselves to our audience. And then after that, we'll jump into our questions. So first, why don't we start with um, you, you, Larissa.
1: Hi guys, my name is Larissa Gonzalez. I'm 21 years old. I'm a college student. I attend Long Beach City College. And I'm a very grateful participant of Sanctuary of Hope, and I'm very glad to be here. It's very nice to meet all of you. Great.
2: Chandrea. Hello, my name is Chandrea. I am also a participant of Sanctuary of Hope. Um, I've been in the program for almost two years now, and I'm also um, very thankful and very um, appreciative of the experience that I've had within the program.
0: Great. Yolanda.
3: Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Yolanda. I actually work with Sanctuary of Hope as a Wrabery Housing Case Manager. Um, I've been working with this organization for about a year and possibly like two, three months.
4: Um, And I'm excited to be here.
0: Great. And Nancy.
4: Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Nancy Harris, and I'm the executive director of the Faith Foster Families Network. We are a network of six churches and faith-based organizations that have come together under the mission to sustain a faith collaborative that provides resources, well-being, and safety for children and families impacted by the child welfare system. And thank you, Janet, for having me today.
0: Great. And thank you all for being here so again, as I stated before this month is national mentoring month, and we know that mentors play a key role in helping. Um, us individually develop personally, but also they could be very important assets for a young person who may find themselves. Um, in a crisis, whether that crisis is a housing crisis, um, an emotional crisis, a mental crisis, um, an economic crisis, any of those things that could be potentially seen as overwhelming. And when we're thinking about this and we're talking about this more directly, we're talking about this from um, a lens of BIPOC young women. And when I use the word BIPOC for those who may not be familiar with the term Black Indigenous People of Color, okay. And so, with that in mind, um, Larissa, can you share with us? Um, can you share with us the audience how you um, have used or engaged in mentorship to deal with a crisis?
1: Yeah, so actually, I'm going to start off by saying, um, when I was first going through my housing crisis as a teenager, I really didn't have anybody to like mentor me or to guide me through what I was going through. And it wasn't until I um, joined the program that Sanctuary of Hope has that I was able to access uh, mentors to help me out. And um, I think it's been really great to um, hear from people who have experienced this kind of situation and to get their outlook and um, just kind of guide me in the right direction, you know? Absolutely. Chandrea. Yes. Um, so a little uh,
2: brief story about my experience, I would say um, the guidance that I've had received that sanctuary of hope has been very, um, it, it opened my eyes to resources that I, that were right underneath my eyes, but I was too much of in a crisis to actually um, investigate or look into it. And so for that, I'm really appreciative for that.
0: Mm-hmm. So Nancy and Yolanda, you are you two are often in different roles because one, when a young person may find themselves in a crisis or they're looking for a relationship, right? Um, It's something that either it's a hit or miss, right? It's a hit or miss opportunity. So how do we form or start or initiate the mentor relationship with young people? You want me to? Nancy, start? why don't you go and then you okay. can follow up Yolanda.
4: <laughs> so th- this is a, a great question because in our uh, mentor program, uh, we're matching um, young people up with more mature people. And okay. so that connecting um, is really important. And we were really worried about uh, some of that in, in the beginning. And really worried from the standpoint of the more mature mentor, um, Some sometimes as you young people don't know this yet, but sometimes as we mature, we kind of start getting stuck in our ways and in our ways of thinking. And, you know, we think things only work one way. So for us working with our mentors to really um, uh, encourage them to have open minds Mm -hmm. and to really, quite honestly, uh, operate from the standpoint of everybody is not like you. And so, but everybody, uh, life is valuable and valid. And so just to have that, um, make sure that our mentors have that Point of view and operate as such. Now, on the other side of that, too, is it's a little easier because we are a faith based organization. And so we recruit from our faith based uh, pool of individuals. So people tend to be um, a little more open to um, people, all kinds of people, and people that are out there in the world you know, the (laughs) attitude is we are all God's people and regardless of, you know, where you're coming from. So, um, but that, but that connection is important. We are lucky. Um, I don't want to say lucky, but we are, we are, find ourselves in the position that most of our mentor mentee matches have worked really, really well. And so we're grateful for that. And, And we do think it's, in part and part because we have trained our mentors to be open-minded.
0: That's fantastic.
3: Mm -hmm. Yolanda? I think following with that, with what Nancy was saying about being open-minded, I think it's a big, huge characteristics that um, I myself, when I look for mentors, I look for someone who's open-minded, someone who's going to be motivating me. Um, But I think most importantly is, you know, being able to have a trusting relationship with um, your mentee um, or with your mentor, like, you know, being comfortable enough to not being fearful of asking a question. Um, I know that a lot of people say there's no dumb um, questions, you know, to be asked and, you know, you should ask them. Um, but still that there's still that fear sometimes of um, asking questions. And when you have a mentor, I think you know that that's a safe relationship that you have with that person, that that person's going to hear you and give you their best advice, that person's going to be neutral, that person's not going to be biased, that person's going to, you know, support you in the best way that they can. Um, So as being a mentor and being um, a mentee myself, that's one of the things that I would say that you know, it's hard building those trusting relationships um, in the beginning because it's like you don't know your mentor. This is just, you know, if you're joining a program, you get matched kind of based sometimes on interest, sometimes on, you know, experiences, backgrounds. Um, And so it's really hard to, you know, build that relationship. But I think having a mentor or having that Characteristic that quality as an individual being open-minded and being, you know, driven and genuinely wanting to be there for you know your mentee. is a huge uh, trait that I think um, a lot of mentors should have. Um, and like you said, it's a hit or miss. So I, you don't know if that relationship's going to grow or it's just going to stay very you know minimalist. Just I hope you're doing okay. If you need me, if you need me, I'm here half of the time you know it's not it's not nice to um, have those kinds of relationships with mentors just because um then what is your mentor supposed to you know like be there for if you're afraid to ask questions or afraid to reach out to
4: so
0: great right. so Larissa you're you're in college right and you are aspiring to do
1: to do what okay what so are you I... I'm attending Long Beach City College, and my declared major is anthropology, but I'm also getting a certificate on gender and sexuality studies. So with that, I want to transfer next year and um, get my bachelor's eventually. And the career goal is basically to travel to different cultures and um, just try to learn their ways and how they learn to embrace their gender. That's something that I'm really um, passionate about, just like seeing how other people embrace gender and sexuality.
0: And how would you see a, a mentor helping you fulfill that dream, that educational dream, as well as that um, personal aspiration to to learn more about other cultures?
1: Mm-hmm. I think my biggest thing is... Um, Just having that motivation and having somebody that believes in me like 100%. Because I know that when um, you tell your dreams to some people, and in my personal case, like I told my dreams to some people in my family, and they were kind of just like, Oh, well, you can't really do that. You're a you're a girl can't really travel the world like that. Um, so it's just like, I think it's important to have a mentor for that support.
0: Yeah, because a mentor could help you undergird you and and provide or be that cheerleader yeah. to let you know that that's what you can accomplish. Shondrea,
2: yeah. same uh, question. Oh, um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. So, so what what are your dreams and aspirations
0: presently, and how could a mentor, help you fulfill that?
2: Uh, well, as of right now, um, I go to West Los Angeles College, and my studies is psychology. Mm-hmm. I also run a small jury business. Um, I make handcrafted waist beads, um, nose rings, um, and crystals of that such. So mm-hmm. um, being said with that, uh, pretty much my mentor, they just encouraged me and they let me know that um that no matter what I'm going through with my life like they're always going to be there to support me and always encourage me to keep going and also give me a different perspective of seeing things I think like that's what's most important is sometimes we get so fixated on like our situation or our problems but then like a mentor would be there and um they would broaden your horizons or like broaden your viewpoint. And then from there, like it gives you optimism and faith and hope to keep going um, mm-hmm. to fulfill your dreams. Right, and and I think, um, and this is,
0: and Nancy, you could really weigh in on this one is in hearing from Chandrea and Larissa's is the importance of having another outlet, right? The importance of having a cheerleader Um, and even the importance of exposure, which are all things that mentorship can provide for young people.
4: Yes, I, I I can't agree with you more. Our mentors have been involved um, from everything from advising um, mentees, one of our mentors and their mentee had a friend who she felt was giving signs that she may take her own life may harm herself. Mm -hmm. So our mentor was able to walk the mentee through some um, steps that she could take to really help her friend, hopefully help her friend work through those situations. And the mentee was very uh, appreciative of that. We've had uh, some of our mentees, uh, uh, one mentee uh, reached out to her mentor at 1.30 in the morning because she was locked out of her Apartment building and was scared and just wanted to have wanted to hear that voice and to have that person on the other end of the line. And the mentor picked up the phone, you know, saw the number and knew that it was their mentee. And picked up the phone and was able to uh, walk, walk them through that particular situation. And then, you know, on the non-dramatic side, uh, just helping, helping some of the mentees with um, really how to get a driver's license. How do you go about that? Uh, helping them with the driving test. So, so basic things like that, uh, basic things, um, of course, you know, in our, in our program, we go through, you know, of course, budgeting and, you know, communication skills and all those basic kinds of things. Um, and so the mentors are able to reinforce when a mentee comes up with a real life situation that may revert revert back, where they can revert back to some of the uh, technical things that they've learned. But the mentors serve as a big brother, big sister um, type of figure. And it's always, I mean, I can even say from my own life, I mean, I was blessed enough to have mentors and to have a pretty strong family, but it's always good. And, And by the way, I mean, I still have mentors to this day, Miss Kelly is one of them. Um, so I still have mentors. You will always have mentors throughout your entire and that should be a goal of, mm-hmm. of everyone's too, especially uh, women of color, because um, women of color experience, you know, there's a whole nother level of stuff that people don't understand um, that we women of color uh, experience. And so to have always to have someone or someones that are in your inner circle that you can go to um, for support is important. And we take it very seriously because uh, obviously our population um, doesn't necessarily come to the table with a support system. So we want to always be there for um, the young person as they, you know, get older, to know that they've got a support net there. So you not only get that mentor, but you get the mentors network also too, which is Mm -hmm. really important.
0: Yes, that network becomes net worth, right? (laughs) All of that becomes very fundamental. So Larissa and Chandrea and Yolanda, when was it, when, I mean, at what point, in your life or in, or in what situation did you realize that you needed a mentor and what was your expectation of a mentorship relationship?
1: I feel like throughout life, you're going to need mentors. Um, Even in childhood, you know, we look up to our parents to teach us the the things and give us the support that we need to have to go on with life. But um, I think I really decided that I needed to find a mentor when I was like really going through my housing crisis. And this was last year, 2000, no, like 2020 um i was just like really struggling and i didn't really know what to do or how to move on in life so um i reached out to um it's funny this lady she was my secretary for my elementary school and we kept in contact because we um we just got really close and um so she helped me to find sanctuary of hope and then i was able to have access to mentors Um, from that point on, and really, I just expect, I expected a mentor to be very, um, somebody that I can trust and look up to, somebody that I can tell my story to without judgment, and um, just somebody that can help me to find the resources that I need as I am navigating my way to get out of this, um, this spot in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to say
2: when I realized I needed a, a mentor was probably I used to attend Tuskegee University. Um, I'm not sure if you guys know but like it's in Alabama and something that happened so I had to come home. So once I had came home I realized like I really need some assistance and then from there um, you guys did assist me and then also what I look for in a mentor, mentor I would say relatability um dependability and also encouragement um because being a a woman of color we do experience certain things microaggressions and things of that that sort and to have somebody who understands what that's like and has um the proper guidance to navigate you through that situation so so you could get the best results is definitely needed mm-hmm
3: Yolanda, I I think that as far as my experience, um, it's something that I recently was talking to my mom about it. um, Just because I've just applied to grad school like last month, Um, and I was acknowledging, you know, the importance of you know the people that have crossed my path, who have helped me get to the point where I'm at now, Um, and. I was thinking back like when was Nali asked a question of when um was the time when you needed a mentor. And for me, I think um I am first gen and I'm the oldest of four. So um navigating I think high school was you know a little bit hard. Why? Because my friends also didn't really finish school. Um so in terms of you know like applying to college, I didn't know. How that looked like, or how I was gonna pay college. Um, so I looked for a mentor there, and thankfully I received the mentorship of you know, um, I was part of a program, and she was um, she's a commissioner now um, for um, Edmund Children's Court. So um, from there, like she has been throughout my whole entire journey. When I was in college, how to navigate college, I didn't know how to. I turned to her. Um, post-grad like i didn't know exactly how to you know navigate that whole entire um spectrum too i turned to her now to you know applying to grad school um she's also been very influential in like the career that i've decided to pursue so i think that's one of the qualities that you know i got from her that she was always very um I wanna say informative to me about, you know, the different opportunities that there are out there. Um, and that's one of the things that I expected as a mentor, you know, that um, she took the initiative to, you know, send me through email, like, she had a busy schedule, but she would send me through email like, hey, you know, these are internships that are being offered in the children, in the children's court. If you wanna apply, hey, you know, um, these are job opportunities that you might look into, and now with grad school, she's you know been a huge support to you know. Um, she tells me like these are resources that can help you navigate that grad school. Um, once you like start you know getting into school and things like that, so I think all my whole entire life I've needed a mentor, and I'm really grateful that you know I found not only her but different other you know um, mentors who have you know. Participated in my life and actively, continuously to this day, check on me and ask me if, you know, I'm doing okay, how is my job going, Um, you know, and I think also adding to what I expected from my mentor was, you know, um, the, um, I want to say they always pushed me to, you know, um, strive for more and not settle for, you know, what 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 I was already going or going through or where I was at, and so it's one of the things that I actually really like admire about them, and Mm -hmm. I hope to be that mentor to other youth, you know, to um put that kind of push, you know, like you can do it, put that kind of potential out there and stuff like that. Um, But I think yeah, like everyone has said, it's you know it's not easy, and I think a mentor. Having a mentor in your life is a big plays a big role into you know, um, getting to the top.
0: So how how is mentoring BIPOC young women different than any other any other uh, race or group? What are your so, thoughts on that?
4: So if I could um, and and thank you for asking that question. It is uh, quite different. And uh, again, you you know, you have to be one to understand. And and so that's why it's important. And I really want to applaud and encourage each of you to really um, don't forget about reaching back. And and bringing along others, uh, other women of color uh, along with you, um, it is very different. Um, uh, Shandrea hit on it a little bit with the microaggressions, and uh, Larissa hit on it. You can't do that because you're a girl. You know, there's all these kinds of things that you would think in this day and age we we right. wouldn't hear, but we hear these things, and it's important for. Because only, again, you only understand if you are one, and mm-hmm. so, you know, being bipoc, you you understand what that journey and, and and the bumps that can be presented along the way, and I will tell you now, um, it's it's probably um, not even probably it's tougher now. It is tougher now because. You know, the things that we are experiencing in our culture and the attack uh, on uh, people of color and then, of course, women of color uh, even more so is just uh, intense and and more intense than I've seen it really ever in my life, Mm -hmm. and so it is it is it is it is so important for we women to continue to encourage and, and, and say not only that you can do it but also to be there in the times where you may have a bad day where you ran across a coworker who said something to you sideways and you know you're you're like okay you 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 feeling like you would have handled it one way if you had been in one setting but you had to dial it back. So having someone to talk to about that um, is important to, to help you navigate those situations. Um, I, I can say, I mean, as, even as a, I tell this story all, all the time and I, and I really think that it was, it's a personal story. I think it was because I was young. I was just out of college. I was black. I it was my first job out of college and I literally had a manager, older white man, who came over to me. It's just he and I in the in the lunchroom who came over to me and kissed me on my neck, literally, out the clear blue wow. sky. Yeah. Wow. So so now I'm I'm older than y'all, and I, <laughs> I, I dare to say I'm a lot older, than y'all, but this was this was not the time where you know a woman could go look I'm going to HR and black power and girl power and all that. This was not that time. And so you know I I was uh, paralyzed in the moment. I, I I I didn't know how I didn't know what to do. And I didn't have anybody at that first of all I was embarrassed, ashamed. I mean it was all you know a flood of emotions that went on at that time and it would have helped me at that time to, because at that time I didn't have a mentor, uh, a female of color that I felt comfortable going to do, to talk about that situation and figure out what, um, what I should do. So, uh, luckily that situation resolved itself. It it was weird. That's a whole, that's a whole nother podcast,
1: Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it resolved itself. But the (laughs) point being, You know, we women of color, you know, get some interesting things that happen to us Mm -hmm. and and having people behind you that you feel comfortable to talk about these situations to is of extreme importance.
0: Yes. And and sometimes those experiences show up in in adulting, right? Where, you know, being a, a, a young BIPOC girl in some people's eyes means that you're not a girl, you're not a young woman, but you're actually an adult. And how people view you in that adulting process doesn't give you time or, or, or give you space to develop into who you plan to be, right? Which, which are normal patterns of development. Chandrea. Oh, did I just, no, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Larissa, did you have anything to add
1: to that? Um, I would just like to agree that um, it's one thing to like have empathy and try your hardest to understand like, oh, this is what this person is going to based on their background or whatever. But um, it's another thing to relate to them because you live through it, you know, like you understand all of the microaggressions and other um. Weird situations that you face. Yeah, I,
0: I, it, um, with Nancy sharing her story, it made me reflect on, uh, on, on my, in my time at UCLA, and I actually pulled someone into being a mentor. He didn't want to be a mentor, but he was going to be my mentor because my mind was set on it. Because I was struggling so much when I first got onto campus, and oftentimes when you're in camp, you're, you're. One, if you're the first in your generation to go to college, right? There's these high expectations that are set on you. But to go into a campus where in classes where you may be the only one, and then you have people shouting things to you such as you got into this campus because of affirmative action. Not knowing that I came into campus, I was on the honor roll, I did have a 4.0, you know, I did have my worth, but just the constant degrade, I mean, the need to degrade or try to degrade my worth with wanting to go to such a renowned school was, I mean, it was very hard. It was hard to the point where I even myself thought about dropping out my, my, first quarter there. And when I went to this person, his name is Mandela Kayese, many of us know Mandela. He told me when I first came to him that he does not talk to freshmen, and but if I was to make it into the next year, that he would talk to me. And that was the motivation because I wanted his mentorship his kind of his feedback cuz i saw how he engaged with other young people on the UCLA campus to inspire them to get them to do more i wanted to be among that group and just having just that little seed planted or that big push or that motivation to accomplish that because you are going to talk to me um, was was, um, very instrumental even with where I am today. And even with me now, I I still have mentorship among a great group of women. I have mentorship among um, communities of faith, but also have mentorship even with those who are in the realm of politics and advocacy. And I appreciate those moments very well. Because oftentimes too, as um, being women of color, it's hard for us to get out of our way to even sometimes make that ask and to share where we're at in certain spaces, especially I like, there are times that I get depressed and people don't even realize that I'm even depressed. But sometimes being able to tap into a relationship Helps me address kind of those emotional and mental states that I'm that I'm in um, at the time, and so how has mentorship helped you grow or deal with stress? Whether you know the stress is you know toxic, environmental, um, family. I mean, how has mentorship played a role in helping you? Kind of address stress and and deal with matters as they come.
2: Can I start off? Yes. Um, I would say it would definitely be mindfulness, like and uh, being present. Uh, because, like I said, if it's a if it's a rat race going on in your head, and somebody's outside of you, they're they're able to pick up on that and definitely able to like you know help you navigate. So. I would say that for sure. Absolutely. I totally agree.
1: Larissa? Um, I would say so last year, 2021, that was the first year that I was in Sanctuary of Hope. And it was the first time that I was offered stable housing for a very long time in my life. And um, so I had a lot of time to sit with myself and really, just take in and address all of the trauma that I experienced um, as I was homeless, and it kind of turned my mental health to like a really bad place. And I would say that I was going through depression, and I'm suffering anxiety. I still suffer anxiety pretty bad, but um, I was able to talk to my mentor about it, and they um, they've offered me services to for counseling and um, Just talk to me about anxiety that they have faced and how to kind of um, work through it. Yolanda
0: and then Nancy.
3: I think you know, um, like I said, being you know the the oldest, um, I think a mentor has played a big role in um, being motivational and being you know, um, I want to say, like chandra mentioned earlier that you want someone reliable someone reliable um i think that's you know um i'm very blessed to have i know you know people have busy lives and the fact that you know mentors take their time to respond to you know mentees needs it's a big for me a big plus just because um you know that you're being cared for you know that you're being listened to you know um so i think mentorship has helped me navigate a lot of different stresses you know um i think um you know last year i a year ago um, already um i lost my dad and you know that was like the rock to my family the foundation the person who held you know all of us tight together um and i think just turning to you know someone who just had similar experiences to me has been um you know very um has shown me, you know, that there's empathy in people. There's, you know, people have, you know, big hearts and things like that. And like, they actually care of where I'm going, of how, you know, I'm going to be, um, how am I going to move forward from this, you know, experience? Um, and so I think mentorship has definitely been a big role and, you know, how I'm here at this point, because I know if I know that if I weren't to have those people around me, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at, you know? And I that's why I try to, you know, step up into these mentorship roles because I always say to myself, if I had this person, you know, growing up, why not give that opportunity to other people who don't have, you know, mentors? Um, and I see that with my sisters now as a oldest, um, I wish I wasn't the oldest sometimes, but you know, at the same time, I'm very grateful that I was giving that role and that paper, because I feel like I was meant to, you know, lead my students into the right direction, and be that support. Um, so I'm really, you know, grateful for the mentorship opportunities, and you know, I'm grateful for, you know, for um, I'm gonna get religious here, but for God for giving me these qualities to be um, a good mentor to other people.
4: All right that's, uh, that's great, Yolanda. And, and, and believe me, you know, there's no mistake. So you are in that role because you're supposed to be in that role. So and you're you know we're here together on this call because we are all supposed to be together at this time sharing this information and supporting one another. So uh, you go girl, and you you be that you be that light for your sisters for sure, and anybody else that you uh, come in contact with. Um, One of the things that we talk about a lot in our uh, mentor-mentee relationships is self-care. And we actually have an exercise that we do with our mentees that is about self-care. And we bring that, uh, again, to the forefront um, and, and to the point that we make that it is an actual exercise and we discuss with them, you know, what is their plan for their self-care. And if, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's stuck because people don't under really under, sometimes don't understand the concept of self-care. Um, we're there to provide, you know, suggestions and, and really probe and see what it is that each person really likes and, and things that really bring them happiness and bring them pleasure.
1: Um,
4: and those kinds of things can be uh, a part of self-care. And so, and, and we also... Go, Janet. This is for you too. We all also go through uh, with the mentors about uh, their uh, self-care because um, you know it is oftentimes depending on who you're mentoring. Uh, with there could be some, you know, secondary trauma that you may experience, or there may be triggers yourself that you get from your mentees. And so you have to be mindful of your own uh, presence and your own self-care. So um, as as you all um, are mentoring others, and even looking to your mentor, you know, always consider the notion of self-care. Make sure you all have a self-care plan for yourselves. Larissa, you were saying you you suffer from bouts of anxiety pretty um, sometimes. And so, you know, knowing how you can take care of yourself and what you need to do to step away so that you don't have those anxieties. So, we we talk in our in our mentoring relationships. We talk about those kinds of things too. And I know um, back again when when I was coming along and and some years ago, um, these kinds of things weren't talked about. So you know, even though we're in a tough age, and you all are in a very tough space, there are a lot of positives uh, about it too. I mean, some of the things that we that are commonplace to talk about now were not commonplace, not even ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Were they part of the um, collective uh, conversation? So I, I, it's 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 uh, it's positives to this as well. But you all are are sitting in a very unique seat that you have access to um, mentors and, and a whole world open up to you. And now you have now the added little job of making sure you are keeping an eye on people that you could potentially mentor and looking at individuals that you may come in contact with and see certain sparks in them that they may not see themselves that you can draw out of them and continue to encourage them to go along.
0: Mm-hmm. So Larissa and Shondrea if you were able to give a commercial for young people about the importance of mentorship what would what would be in your commercial what would you what would you say
1: It's kind of a tough one, I feel like. (laughs) I would just say that mentors can be found throughout your life and that it's important to um, seek somebody that can, like you guys said, be your biggest cheerleader and I don't know. This is kind of tough for me to, like, <laughs>
2: I know. Put you on the spot. Shandria. Um, I would say something like a track and field type of scene. Like, you know, when they do the relay race, how, like, you pass the baton. I would do something, like, towards that nature. Okay. And then say something, like, encouraging in the background. Like, it takes more than one to continue. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I like that.
1: That's really good. I like
0: that. I think someone... Someone may steal that tagline from you. No. <laughs> what would you say, Yolanda?
3: Um, I think I would say kind of like maybe I don't know if you guys have been um on TV like when they when they're selling like insurance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know something like um you're needing to you're in need of support or um do you need someone to help you navigate life? Um, You know, something along those lines. Um, Give us a call to blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I think it's very sometimes oftentimes you don't hear of mentorship opportunities or about you don't know if there's any mentors around you um, until you look in the Internet or if you happen to, you know, hear it on Spotify or on the radio. So something like that I was thinking.
0: What would you say Nancy because you're you're doing the work of of providing mentors and and getting um, young people linked to to mentors what what would what would your commercial say
4: my commercial would say um do you need someone to talk to and we don't and in and, and trying not to give it that tilt like a therapist kind of thing. Uh, but do you do you need a friend to talk to? Mentorship. that's that's what we do. So.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're getting close to wrapping up. I, I mean, one of the things we I, I don't think we touched on is how empowering mentorship can be, right? how empowering it could be to move um, move mountains, how empowering it could be to, to um, take big, huge leaps or steps forward, all of those things. So what would you say has been empowering for you about a mentorship or mentee relationship?
2: Um, I would say, I feel like it all goes back to um, extending grace. I personally feel like God has extended me grace because the previous situation that I'm in, that I was in was really not good for me. So I would say the program extended grace to me and also encouraged me to extend grace to others because Hmm. just as I'm going through things, other people are going through things as well. And also just still being appreciative um, for what I do have. And, you know, absolutely. grace. What's been empowering
0: for you, Larissa?
1: I think what's been empowering is just having access to somebody to um, empower me. You know, like I think it's super empowering to empower other people and um i know when i empower other like women uh i feel empowered so it's just like that kind of little transaction i think
0: yolanda i think for me what's
3: been empowering about a mentor and mentee relationship has been um the ability to know or to look up to someone um having like a role model um, I think that's one of the main things that mentors often are viewed as. Um, when you ask, you know, youth like, oh, um, why are they your mentors? They Most of the time they say because they have been a role model to me. They have, you know, um, motivated me in this kind of way. Um, so being able to look up to someone for who they are um, is empowering just because that gives you, you know, like the... Um, Motivation to be just like them. So, not exactly maybe what they're doing, but you know, with the certain qualities that they carry of how they are as mentors, um, because I know that's what I do with the mentors that I have. You know, I picked up some other qualities and put them into work with my relationships
4: that I have with other mentees.
0: Fantastic. Nancy?
4: So, I would say um, what. I've experienced and also what I've heard from our mentors is that it's probably even a bigger deal for the mentors than you might think. It is super empowering and um, just joyous to know that you're able to share some of your experiences and share some of your successes. and and the mistakes that you have been that you may have made that you now can help someone else navigate and maybe not make that same mistake that you made and is it's 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 a feeling of joy it's a feeling of gratitude to be able to have the trust of someone that really looks to you to uh, provide some additional uh, thoughts and additional ways to look at things, it's, it's very, um, it's gratifying, it's empowering, it makes you feel, it may, as a mentor, it makes you feel, feel really, really uh, good inside to know that your path and your life that you've led can really be of service and be of help to someone else. It, it It's a huge thing, and you all will find that out soon, soon. That, that feeling, it's a, a feeling, a different kind of feeling. It's, a, it's joy, it's, you know, gratefulness is grace as, as, as she said um, that you have been able to be in this position to be able to um, help someone else.
0: Right. And I think, um, you know, one of the major takeaways that we could get from today's podcast is that, you know, mentorship matters. People matter. Relationships uh, matter. Um, having a, a communal spirit or communal space, all of that matters. Being seen, being heard, um, having a cheerleader—that matters as well. As as we're focusing on this, well, will be the last day of National Mentorship Month. But just because it's the last day of uh, National Mentorship Month doesn't mean that we don't need to continue this dialogue around um, youth mentorship and meeting young people where they are, especially BIPOC young women. So we're at the close. And normally during this time we, we close with a woke moment. And we normally uh, start off with my woke moment is or my woke moment was. So I will start it off my woke moment was hearing all the wonderful stories from you wonderful guests. I mean, you truly enlightened me and I got to know you all personally. So that raised my wokeness. (laughs) Yolanda?
3: I think my woke woman, um, you know, it's nice to hear sometimes, you know, for um you know people who have experienced mentor relationships um that they're you know grateful for these relationships because sometimes um as mentors you might feel like your work is sometimes maybe unnoticed um but you know knowing you know that there's youth here that are acknowledging the importance of these relationships and what the relationships have done to their lives um you know gives you that extra motivation to you know keep moving forward and keep pushing your own mentees i know that's what that was one of the woke moments for me that you know my work doesn't stop here it continues and as long as i wanted to um so i'm very grateful
2: fantastic chandrea uh, my my work moment was knowing how mentors truly feel um sometimes like as a person who's going through stuff you don't automatically want to just unload everything until until your mentor so to know that it is actually a safe space and they actually like it's actually like a uh, both both sides are working together so to Mm -hmm. see that and not to see that i'm just like a recipient recipient and that Mm -hmm. it goes both ways is actually like mind-blowing larissa
1: um i would say my woke moment is just really understanding um Mm -hmm. that like mentorship is something that should be sought after and it should be more like normalized and talked about in our society because I've never had a conversation with a friend that's like oh yeah I have a mentor that taught me this and that you know but I think it's something that I want to talk to um, about with my friends and um also like uh was saying I never really thought that mentors would benefit from it as well. I kind of just thought that maybe I was a burden asking somebody to like mentor me, you know, but um, now I understand that it's something that is beneficial to both sides. Absolutely.
0: So you could close us out with the final woke moment, Nancy. All right.
4: (laughs) It'll be, it'll be quick and simple. Um, My woke, woke moment was when I realized that everybody needs somebody Mm -hmm. and that is my woke moment
0: and Nancy um before we close out can you please um share information about how they could reach out to 3FN
4: yes absolutely um and also this uh first half of 2000, uh, this first half of 2022, I should say, um, we are embarking on a For the Children initiative, which is a uh, recruitment and outreach and education initiative around uh, fostering, adopting, and supporting those that have been impacted by the child welfare system. Um, You can reach us at www.faithfosterfamiliesplural.org. Um, you can reach us at info at faithfosterfamilies.org. Office number 323-531-7900. Thank you.
0: Great. And I want to thank our audience for tuning in and joining us for Woke Moments. You all have a fantastic um, day. Thank you.
2: Thank
3: you for listening to Woke Moment. For more information about our organization, Please visit SOH.org. Subscribe to us for a woke moment, wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore SOH underscore LA and on Facebook and Instagram at Sanctuary of Hope LA.
0: Wake up!